welcome to another episode of Hardpoint here on a beautiful Sunday night. We just had a great four game set of the CDL matches and I'm going to go through them really quick with my instant reactions. So first off we got Minnesota Rocker Vegas Legion. Looking at the stats you can tell which side was winning this match just in the KDs alone. Clayster 1.2, Temp 1.22, TJ Halley at 1.07. I flicked through the match. I kept seeing TJ Halley be able to make some great influential plays. Clay, it was nice to see Clayster contribute again, as I feel like he's had a rough first three matches of the season, and Rocker were just off their game. After the match, Cammy was saying, we just played awful. It seemed like he was taking the side of Legion didn't necessarily play well. We were the ones playing bad, which I can see from the gameplay. Going back to it, uh, this hard point was very close, very well done on both teams, actually. And from then on, it was really just the uh, the Legion really controlled the S&D. They controlled the control, I mean the hard point at the end. And uh, the Minnesota Rocker were able to pull out that control. But on that hard point, it was a really contested match. And Legion were able to just clutch up. I think that's been one of the... Big narratives of the season so far has just been which team can clutch, which team cannot. And it usually comes down to the superstars being able to bring up those clutch plays. Um, we saw Ali do a, make a twit, tweet, tweet uh, during the match saying this game is just really pulling at the players in terms of who can be the most patient, who is struggling to be patient. And I think we can look at a lot, across a lot of teams and see who was patient, who wasn't patient, and that's kind of being... Uh, who won the match? I think we can kind of see the surge throughout some of their S and Ds. Maybe they're not being as patient, which has been a detriment. Which is what the second match was: Toronto Ultra Seattle Surge. Really a lackluster performance all around from Seattle. wasn't terrible, just wasn't up to par. And then on the Toronto side, Standy and um, who's this fourth one? The fourth one. Oh my gosh. Oh. Uh, Scrappy. Yeah, Standy and Scrappy have been playing unbelievably. They're two pickups this season, this year. If we look at the games, this hard point was extremely impressive. I thought this was going to bring the surge through the rest of the match as they were down They were down probably 50 points or so. They were able to, to get two points back-to-back, -back, get, get both time, and they were able to pull it out on that last P P3 up on the top. Uh, from then on... <clears throat> S&D, even though it's 6-3, Seattle Surge have got to be the worst S&D team in the game. Not even a question. And Toronto's one of the best. This could have been a 6-0, realistically. On that control, I've really felt like controls have been really 50-50. It's who's able to get these breaks, who's able to make these right calls. But then also have just a little bit of luck. And the luck just went to the ultra here. This easily could have been a Surge win. And on this last hard point, it was... Hotly contested again. I thought Surge were going to pull it out just because they've been one of the most impressive hardpoint teams throughout the throughout this whole major qualifiers. But the Toronto Ultra were just a little bit better, a little bit more concise. And I thought Pred and Sib were going to pop off and make the right plays. Mac, if I recall, was just a little yeah a point six nine. I feel like if Mac was able to perform where we usually where he's usually able to more a point eight to a one, this could have been a different story. Um, and again, we always say Mac is kind of the issue at, at times. But really, again, let's give the flowers to Toronto. 
they have really look at that three a point three KD for insight. I have no idea why S and D why the Seattle Surge continue to play S and D on Al Bagra. It makes no sense to me. But yeah, give the Flyers to Toronto. They are a top three team. They're Titan this year. I think they're going to continue to play that way. Uh, and next up, we got the Los Angeles Steves against the Optic Texas. Man, again, last the last match with the Surge and this match, and then even the the last match of the night. We saw all three start off with the one team winning, and then the next three go into the to the to the winning team, and we saw that again here with Optic. Optic pulled off the first match. During this map, I've been saying this a lot. During that first map, I'll always make these these narratives in my head like, okay, Optic is better than Thieves right now, which isn't a statement that surprised me at all. I think they both have great talent that either way wouldn't surprise. But from then on, S and D extremely close. Uh, Optic was able to get to like a 5-2, 5-3, something along those lines, and Thieves were able to pull it back and pull off the victory. Optic actually got a plant on A, which the Thieves defused. So we'll see if they ever go back to that again, but extremely close. Control close. Hard. The last hard point was what killed them, 250 to 116. Uh, no stats on it, but uh, during this map, you could just tell Thieves reached their potential during that point while the Optic Texas boys were probably a little defeated after these two games. Um, we can see that momentum truly is a huge factor in Call of Duty, probably more so than a lot of sports in the world. It just feels like through these matches, um, teams can either reach their potential or not reach their potential throughout any game, any mode at all, throughout any game or mode throughout the freaking season. And this is the point where Thieves reached their potential. They looked really unstoppable. They were getting time. They were holding time. They were getting spawns. They were breaking spawn, breaking points. They were doing everything right. And it was they just got outclassed here. Post this. I think if, if this search went the right way for Optic, it could have been a different story. But just not the story here. Not the case. You know, and even Optic had some great stats to, to go with it throughout the match. You know, looking at the stats, you'd think they won. They did get a little outslayed by Envoy. Envoy seems to always pull up on his former team. As Envoy was an Optic Texas boy uh, two years ago, he was the prince to the king of, of Skump. But they moved off him. And we'll see how he does again. But it seems like he had a couple matches last year where he kind of did really bad against Optic. But he's really turned it around and he likes to get his revenge on them. Last up is Boston Breach LAG. And again, Boston Breach pulled off the first win in un adulterated butt-kicking game, 250-69, to 69, got 100-point clubbed. From this point on, again, narrative in my head, I thought this was going to be done done for. I thought LAG was done for. However, the only slim of hope I thought LAG had was in the S&D, as they have a decent S&D squad. They pull off a 6-1 victory on LSCLO. LSCLO is always fun to watch for me. And from then on, let's look at those stats real quick. Again, Hook, 4, 50. Neptune, a 3. Amazing stuff. Boston just got outplayed. And then on the control, I thought it would be a 3-1, honestly. But Boston was able to... I mean, LAG were able to pull it out. Uh, Spart and RCD's pulling through for them. <clears throat> and then lastly, on the Zarqua, Boston was up, like 180 to some, to below 100. 
and then LAG was able to pull it back. I looked away for just a little bit, and I looked back, and LAG was back in it, and they won it. Very impressive. That shows some some heart that this team has. RC was just probably pulling them through like Dez. You know, you can really tell in the last tweets that RC was not very happy with the way LAG is performing, coming off a superstar squad in Atlanta, coming to LAG. But if you look at these stats, pretty even across the board. Um, and Neptune with a 1.12. Spart again is being that uh, he's not performing as well as the rest of the team. So I'm excited to kind of do my hot seats for this coming week and see where see what is what. Uh, now that the whole entire qualifiers are done, we have the entire major one qualifier standings here. We got Minnesota Rocker at number one, Toronto two, Boston three, Atlanta Phase four, LA Thieves five, six. Optic, 7, London, 8, New York Subliners, 9, LAG, 10, Florida, 11, Surge, and 12, Legion. Uh, So only two teams were able to win three maps. That's the Rocker and the Ultra. They both had 10 wins and 6 to 7 losses. Every single person other than those two had two wins other than the Seattle Surge and the Vegas Legion. Really, the the two the theme the teams that stick out here are Seattle Surge with a one three down there with Paris with Vegas Legion. <clears throat> the other team that stands out is, you know, probably Boston. They I mean, they didn't do very well in this this last week, but the first week they did good enough that pulled them through. Um, yeah, really for me it's only the Seattle Surge that are actually a surprise here. From based off what we were expecting coming in, uh, Rocker always seem to have a, a a major or two that they're good with those with that talent. Not very surprising, and then the phase probably winning losing two is surprising, especially since they lost. The, you know they were able to win to the Thieves, which was one of the games that I was like, okay, this might be a game they lose, but they actually won it. So yeah, I'd say Phase and Seattle are the two teams kind of here that are a little surprising. Optic with that forfeit, you just kind of throw your hands in the air and say, okay, whatever happens, happens. But going to the bracket, um, the way it's going to work is we got um, the top four teams will be the top bracket. As there's four groups going in, groups A through D. They'll play a challenger team while the two bottom teams, two bottom teams, like the bottom, like, you know, Paris will be here, for example, and then a, a middle team will be here. They'll play whoever wins goes ahead, whoever loses comes down here. You have to win two to qualify, and then the top two qualify for the actual event. So, if you are a team for a team who's not doing so hot, go back to the standings, you know, if, if you're a fan of Vegas, Seattle, Florida, LAG, Subliners, and you got kind of a worse standing in the bracket, this is the perfect time to have a bad qualifier because really, you never know who you're going to play and it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to play someone good because we get a, a bracket before the actual bracket. Usually we just go straight into a bracket and there's no groups. So this is the best time to have a worst qualifier. And the groups are already out. They're just not here on the league, on the uh, website yet. So we'll talk about that next week. But that's about it for this week. Thanks for watching. And please feel free to like and subscribe and watch some other videos from Midnight Release.